am super protective of my blog. I'm super protective. That is my baby and no one's <laughs> going to touch that thing. <laughs> the Wingnut Social Podcast, episode 25, is blogging dead with our guest, Carla Aston. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I am joined by the ever soulless ginger, Natalie Graff. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. And today, people, we have a terrific show for you once again, if we do say so ourselves. Hey, you know we were in Architectural Digest. Can we say that now? Is that official? I think it's official. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's official. I'm pretty sure we can talk As about that As seen in Architectural Digest. <laughs> so blogging is our topic today on the podcast. And I hear you guys and I feel your pain. And I'll tell you how much I feel it is because I am so far behind in my blogging. Originally, when I started blogging, it was consistently once a week, like clockwork, like religion, like going to church. But now I'm lucky if I get one out once a month, and I lost a little bit of my mojo. So I'm kind of even though I know the argument we're going to make today because I have firsthand experience in the ROI from it, which we'll get into, I feel your pain. So today we're going to talk to the ever-fabulous Carla Aston, blogger extraordinaire. You guys are probably familiar with her. And if you're not, we'll tell you a little bit more. And we're going to talk about, is blogging dead? Is it a dying medium? Are people still reading our blogs? Are they still getting us traffic through our doors? Are they still getting us clients, throwing us money? So I think you're going to be surprised by some of the answers. Maybe not by some of the others. So we'll see. What do you think, Nat? I think it should be interesting. And maybe Darla will get back on that horse and blog every week like she used to. It, it doesn't help that we're really crazy busy and I have two jobs. No, but. <laughs> and another thing that's affected the blogging, too, is, you know, before we were doing blogging, a lot of articles, pulling images from the web and citing our sources. But as we went over in our episode with Linda Holt. In episode 12 about all the proper attributions you're supposed to make for your photos and how people are getting sued left and right, even when they are doing proper attributions. So I kind of stopped that practice. And because our products, for the most part, are, you know, remodeling projects that take three, six, nine months, sometimes even longer, my blog posts are fewer and farther in between because I've just been blogging about our projects mostly. So we need to get into that with her also and see how we can get a happy medium there. So before we go on and introduce the fabulous Carla Aston to you, let me tell you a little bit more about her. Carla Aston is a Texas-based interior designer with a boutique design firm in the Woodlands, a northern suburb of Houston. Carla writes a design blog designed with Carla Aston, where she shares her passion and interest in interior design. She shares tips, advice, projects, and all kinds of design goodness with her readers twice weekly in her posts. With her inbox full of messages from readers requesting quick peeks at problems and projects, Carla has branched out into e-consultations, where she personally addresses homeowner design questions via email. She is also compiling ebook guides for sale on her website that consist of some of the most common design dilemmas and their solutions that she has seen and consulted on through the years. Help me in welcoming Carla Aston to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Carla, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Starla. We're super stoked to have you here, and listeners don't know probably, but you are a member of our Wingnut Social Media Lab, and you and I communicate back and forth about this blogging subject all the time. Yeah, I love, you know, someone that also kind of is into blogging too. It's kind of rare. <laughs> it's, it's 
it's also it's also funny that you just said kinda because I was telling the wingnuts how when I first started out I was very religiously on time week to week to week but lately it's been a lot more sporadic. And She's a slacker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm slacking. So I'm I'm hoping to get a little bit of inspo here from you and and settle some arguments here once and for all with some of the designers about blogging and should we or shouldn't we do it? As I've told the wingnuts, the title of this episode is. Logging dead. Yeah, dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Because you and I both see it. I mean, you have a group for designers as well, uh-huh. right? And we we see them complaining about, oh gosh, I don't have time to write. I get this a lot. It's not getting me any capital A-N-Y clients right. at all. I don't understand why I'm blogging, but there's a myriad of reasons why they should be, including getting them clients, and we're going to go into that. Yeah. So the first thing I want to ask you is in this day and age, video is prevalent. Right. It's everywhere. Everybody's doing IGTV, you know, YouTube, etc. And it seems like a lot of people are choosing video over blogging. Like even, even Claire Jefford, you know, who we both yes. know and love and who was on the podcast, she she blogs occasionally, but mostly it's video. Right. So let's just leap right in. Why are we still blogging in this video age? Because people still scan content. That's okay. number one. There are a lot of people who much prefer to scan rather than watch a video. I think video is good for capturing eyeballs. You know, when it scrolls down your feed in a Facebook Live or whatever, yeah, you're going to stop and look at someone talking to you. You know, that's just natural. But as far as really researchable content, you know, and things that you Google on the internet, I mean, blog posts provide that history and provide that backup material and and so much space to sort of elaborate and, and you know, fill out what you need to do to explain things. What do you mean by scan exactly? Uh, scannable content is like when you go through a blog post and you're kind of looking for a certain thing, you know, and you mm-hmm. are looking for maybe a comment about a certain aspect of something or you're looking for some specific images. So you're just scanning through. I mean, you can't really do that with um, a podcast or a, a uh, video, you know, you have to know exactly mm-hmm. where you're going and scanning a content like that is much more difficult. I mean, you have to know where it is if it's a three minutes, 22 seconds or whatever, you know, uh, what you're looking for. Whereas with a 1000 page blog post or whatever, you can scan through that thing really fast and identify, you know, with headers and everything exactly what you need to find. So, And it um, helps if you've taken Evelyn Wood's speed reading course too. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, with our business, like images are so prevalent and we use images so much that scanning images is really easy. You know, we do it all the time in Pinterest and Instagram and people are used to that. So if you're looking for like a detail on how to detail the end of a backsplash or something like that, you can easily find that content that's within a blog post and then scroll down to kind of where that might be that you're, you know, focusing on that information where that information is. And um, scan. it's all about really scannable content. Saves time. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, the truthfully, that is how when I consume other people's articles and blogs, I really do. I really do kind of like the speed reading, scanning. Oh, for sure. For sure. Just wait to catch juicy nuggets that catch my eye that I really want to just sit and absorb. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes it's a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and especially when people write big paragraphs, you're like, I'm not reading that. <laughs> no, I need. I always tell them in the lab, and you've seen too, and you have as well, break it up with pictures because we're, we're children. We want to be entertained right. after our hard work. If we have to read a sentence, entertain us with something pretty. Right, <laughs> right, absolutely. So how long have you had your blog, Carla? This blog that I have now, I started in 2012. And uh, the I was blogging prior to that you know, before 2010. So. And that's designed with Carla Aston. Right. Okay. And what was the, what was the why behind starting your blog? Did you go into it with all this SEO and ROI in mind or oh was my it something gosh, you no. just truly enjoyed? Okay. No, I just really wanted to share a little bit about my business. I wasn't even really thinking of it as a marketing tool. I was just kind of thinking of, I'm going to get this off my chest. You know, (laughs) I'm going to talk about (laughs) the frustrations of the business and also just like how things work. Because I feel like I could explain things better if I take my time to write it out rather than, you know, just explaining something to a client. And uh, I really feel like that anytime anyone reads the written word, it's, it has so much more power and clout than if it's just 
spoken. You initially started just to get it off your chest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now, yeah, that was your therapy. So right. now, has the perp has the purpose of your blog writing changed at all? Well, yes. Over right? over the years, I mean, when I when I switched over to this blog that I have now in 2012, the goal there was to actually get it more noticed and to become a stronger uh, blog and something that was known, you know, in the design industry. So um, I really wanted to become a voice and kind of have some authority so that someday I could rely on that as a little bit of a moneymaker. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older here and uh, <laughs> I didn't want to necessarily be out there stomping around job sites at 65 or 70, although I still enjoy that a lot, but um, I didn't know how it was going to be. So I just wanted to kind of develop a little bit of a backup kind of thing that would relate to design, would still leave my foot in it, but, you know, let me do a little bit more from the armchair kind of thing. (laughs) So the inspiration for this episode was a blog post that you posted in your um, Carla Aston Design, which is your B2B group for interior designers. And we'll have all that information in the show notes. Yeah. And I think you posted it in the lab. I'm not sure if you posted it in the lab or if I just saw it in another group, but it was called Blogging may not be your thing, interior designers, but don't give up completely. Tell us a little bit about that article and about the ROI from blogging. My site has so much strength and so much SEO because I've been doing it slowly over the years. Um, I've been building and building and building. And, you know, I just feel like that if I hadn't taken that time to sort of lay that groundwork and do that content, I, I wouldn't have anything there today. You know, my site would be uh, limping along, probably not, not uh, registering with Google and certainly not drawing the eyeballs that it does now. You know, that's why I was trying to encourage people not to drop it completely because you never know where things are going in this world of social media. Um, You never know that a platform that you're on that's, you know, you think is all great and wonderful like Instagram or Facebook may just dry up completely for you. And then what do you have to stand on? You know, with your blog and your website, you always have that you're in control of that. Having something that you're in control of is very powerful. And um, building that as a base is a really good idea. Right. And we're definitely going to get in some of your SEO tips as well. But I wanted you reminded me So when you did put this post out, it, I, I think just that week, I had posted um, a blog post on an update for a job we did in our Miami Shores project. And it was right. focused on how we how we constructed our fireplace. It was like a little teaser because the project was taking forever. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And um, uh, one of the our clients who subscribes to the blog, her husband was sold, we had done a consultation with her like the week prior, I put out the blog, she signed with us the week afterwards and telling us her husband wanted that fireplace Yeah, (laughs) from the blog. So, so I was like, Oh, my gosh, guys, you know, even in the lab, I'm like, you know, I have been remiss, I haven't been blogging, but don't we just got, you know, we just closed a client from from blogging, it definitely has the ROI in there. So I wanted to ask you, if you had, I know, you're not going to have a number at the top of your head, but what what percentage of actual clients walking through your door and, and hiring you do you think that you've gotten just directly from your blog? All, all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. And how do, how do you know? I mean, everyone talks about my blog post to me. Mm-hmm. And okay. they all, here's the thing is like, even if someone gets your name from someone else, they're going to go to your website. And one of the places they're really going to look is your blog. That's what I've found. And they're right. going to surf around through there. They're going to get to know you. And they're going to see the backstory on your projects. They're going to, you know, see what you do and uh, what you're writing about. And, you know, that's your place to really shine and bring them in. And, um, you know, it, that only takes one person coming, you know, to get a good client. So um, it's not like you have to have so many that come there unless you want to do ads or make money that way on your blog specifically. But um, it is a way to to bring in your clients and to let them know more about how you work and um, what you can do for them. How is it that you're writing specifically to, I mean, 100% of your clients from your blog is quite a good number. I, I And I, I do agree with you that when people go to your website, or if they're considering hiring you, they want to see, okay, how much of an expert is this person? What have they written about? You know, are they writing in a voice that I can jive with? Right. But 
how, how, what is it that you think your style, your technique, or the calls to action, or what is it that you're putting in your blog besides that, that are helping to get you actual clients walking through your door? What is it that you think interior designers, the ones that the same ones that are saying, I don't get any business from blogging, I don't get any clients, I don't see why I should do it. What are they doing wrong that you're doing right? Well, a lot of that has to do with the length of time I've been blogging, just in terms of SEO. And, you know, when you Google Woodlands interior designer, whatever, I come mm-hmm. up. And so um, that has to do with, with basic SEO issues. But really, my growth kind of came through Pinterest because, um, you know, I would pin things on Pinterest from my blog and then it would draw traffic. And a lot of that is really bouncy traffic because that's the nature of Pinterest traffic. It's right. very bouncy. But eventually it kind of stuck. And, um, you know, it stuck on really key articles that answer questions uh, for homeowners. And those just had then became sort of uh, known by Google as an authority. And then Google, you know, took it from there. So that's the kind of, uh, you know, when people are Googling, I've had someone say, oh, well, um, I needed to know how to end my backsplash. I was thinking about this backsplash. So I found you that way, you know, and, you know, that Mm -hmm. was a blog post, a whole series of blog posts I've written on backsplashes. So, you know, it's just um, really funny how, and they may start on another platform, you know, they may start, I'm, I'm, I really never get clients from Facebook, but I have had clients see a, an image of mine or work of mine on Pinterest and then come over. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think I have gotten any clients from Instagram yet, although my clients do follow me on Instagram. I see them there and they comment and stuff like that. So they all come through my blog. Everything that I've written I have things that are interlinked. So once you kind of get started, you know, you it kind of draws people to link to the other piece of information. And it just sort of goes from there, I think. Uh, but really, you know, a lot of it had to do with the SEO that we built over time that uh, that came from Pinterest. And then now Google, you know, takes care of for me, sends me traffic uh, on specific posts. And, um, you know, that particular really that kind of traffic, it's, it's international, you know, it's all over the world. So I get design in a click, you know, email consultations that I do um, from everywhere. I've gotten them from Estonia, from Thailand, from Australia, all over. So, you know, that's building SEO internationally, you know, but locally, you know, a lot of times people will be pinning my images or something on their boards and they'll say, oh, I just realized you're in my area, <laughs> you know, you're in uh-huh. Houston, you know, whatever. So uh, Pinterest is a good, is a good tool. It's faded over the years, you know, it's changed a lot and, um, but it's still a good tool to use to drive traffic to your site. Pinterest is tied sometimes for Facebook, although Instagram is a close third now for bringing uh, readers to my website through the blog. And that is so important to bring that up. And also what I hear you saying is the designers that are saying, I'm not getting any clients from my blogging is they might be throwing one or two or three out there. And suddenly if you build it, they didn't come. Yeah, right. (laughs) You have to be consistent. Yeah, oh my gosh. Five years, you know, it takes yeah, exactly. so long. And, you know, you have to realize you're, you're building for the future. I just don't, when I wrote that post, I was like, I don't want people to look back 10 years from now and think, well, I've, I've wasted all that time on Instagram and I should have been spending a little bit on my own website, you know, <laughs> and I want them to think, well, no one told me that. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think a nice healthy mix. I mean, I don't want to get off course here, but we do. I don't know if you guys heard our show, Social Media RI with uh, Natalie and me a couple of weeks ago, yeah, that we actually do get our top ideal clients from Instagram. And that could be just because we're relatively new to the game. We haven't been blogging as long as you have to build yeah. up that end of it. And so we have a nice mix of everything. I think everybody plays together really nicely. And I just want to make sure that, you know, the designers aren't getting discouraged and they stick with it. And the, which brings me to this next question. Have you always been blogging twice a week? And why twice? Why not once? Why not three times? Oh, I started blogging. Well, it was kind of, it was really random up until I did the, this new blog in 2012. And then, I, I mean, I had someone helping me with that. And that was five days a week. 
I started and that, that lasted a couple of years, like two years, maybe. And then I dropped off, you know, slowly and now I'm two days a week, but even then I don't always do two days a week. So, um, this past year has been a little bit slower, but I'm working on more maintenance of my blog and bringing my blog a little bit more up to date and deleting some, you know, old posts and trying to do everything the right way. So I don't, screw up my SEO. (laughs) But uh, maintenance is a big issue when you get an old blog like mine. So that's (laughs) taking a lot of time away from producing new content for me. But um, anyway, it's, uh, it, it all works though together. And I still try to post on Instagram. Instagram is kind of, I think it's valuable for influencer status too, and uh, for getting sponsor type posts and different things like that. So there's value Mm -hmm. in creating a good, strong Instagram account. Um, I think everyone's there. So that's a nice place to be now, especially. But yes, um, very. but it's also uh, helpful to have that depth that a blog can give you. And um, certainly when you're trying to filter clients, when you're trying to find the best clients, you know, having that place for them to really read more about you and um see what you want in in a project and how you can help them is a good way to having a blog is a good way to really get into that storytelling. Right. Social media is an amazing first part of that funnel to help mm-hmm. bring you right. to their web to the website. And you mentioned something before, which is so true. You know, Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms, you don't own those. Those right. aren't yours. So then they could kick the bucket tomorrow. And then if all everything lives there, then then what do you have? If you have your own website, you have your own blogs, that's all yours and you can have it and you can hug it and hold it and call it George. Right. If you want to. Right. That's not going anywhere. Like Natalie and I, we do get DMs and direct clients from Instagram, but Uh they're always still going to go to your website and say, okay, let's let's see what these girls are made out of. So it's really important to have some substance in in there. And you know, when I first started blogging, I discovered that I was writing a lot of, um, you know, like DIY articles, how to do this, how to do that. And Uh I was attracting a lot of clients who were kind of a hybrid DIY, you know, full service client. They weren't, um, you know, the other hiring client, yeah. uh, you know, full service budget client. Did you find that you ran into that too? Because you, you did say that you like to, you know, to helpful things like on backsplashes and stuff. Were they DIY or was it just like, look at what a beautiful backsplash you can get if you hire us? I got the DIY and I still do get DIY. I have two kinds of audience, really. I have mm-hmm. um, one that is the higher end and then one that, and then the average homeowner that's looking for help. And, but I have I have different places to put those people. You know, I have full Mm -hmm. service that's for higher end. And then I have quick consultations that I do that um, can answer to the DIY types. So, and I have some PDF, downloadable PDF products that I can sell them. So I'm, I welcome all those with mine. And um, I figured out kind of a way to talk to both. And it's kind of all about how you do the storytelling and how you, approach each blog post, you know, with who am I writing this for, you know, and Hmm. sometimes I'll write a blog post that's more geared for the DIYer. And sometimes I'll write a blog post that's more geared for a homeowner, like that I'm doing a full service project with. That's brilliant that you have product in place for everybody. (laughs) You're not leaving any money on the table. Well, you know, I kept getting these questions and kept getting people emailing me. And so I figured out, well, I need to, if someone's asking me something, that's a sign that I need to supply something that can be purchased. (laughs) Of course. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So designers, a lot of them write about the same topic. Right. What color paint? Uh, How to style a bookshelf. You've got to have this wallpaper. So how do you change that up? Like what topics have basically been particularly successful for you? I mean, I was doing this before a lot of before a lot of people were so I have I have that history that kind of helps I have old posts that that continue to do well because they have that weight you know of being around a while but basically the best one of the best things I've ever done is I just watch what people ask me and a lot of times I've taken that particular question and made it the title of my post and written basically illustrated written the example and I'll be darned if that doesn't take off so um you know 
some of my most popular posts have been what to do with oak cabinets. Uh, <laughs> that was one of my, that was one of my first ones that took off. Uh, another hmm. one was um, how to go gray when your whole house is beige. I mean, I, that has been a, a constant <laughs> issue every time I walk into a house out here that people want to go gray and then everything in their house is cream, you know, or beige and you just can't, paint a wall and then have it look good. You know, it's, it's going to take a lot more than that. Or you, there's maybe a few tricks and tips that you can do to, to make that work for you, you know? So, um, you know, I just tried to figure out what were those questions that people were asking and made that the title of the post. And that generally has proven to work well on Google. You know, nowadays there's a lot more competition out there. There's no doubt right. about that. And um, I think that it's much harder to get seen like that. Certainly bookshelf styling. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> Coffee table styling. Yes. I mean, Stop I'm, I'm kind of sick of it, you know. <laughs> but but when I, when I, it's amazing though to me that some people haven't really, don't really know and don't really, haven't really heard. So, um, you know, I do, when I go on consultations and stuff, I try to find what are the unique things that people are asking me? What's maybe something different, you know? So um, it's really a lot about listening to my clients and what they're asking, listening to my readers and what they're asking, you know? And mm-hmm. um, it's just paying attention to those kind of things to kind and, of get and problem a, solving. Yeah. A new angle, a new way to present something that makes a, a more successful SEO, I guess, for your post. Let's talk a little bit about SEO. I noticed that a lot of your topic titles were how to end the problem solve. So you talked about how that does really well in Google. Let's talk a little bit about just titling your post for effective SEO. I, f- I find that my articles, I mean, I have a one that does really good. It was like five ways to pick wood look tile or, or something yeah. like that, or but anything I put in there with a number or 10 types right. of blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll get people emailing me saying, hey, you know, like you said, from different countries, you, you know, I saw you you had this post about, you know, how to style your home with pets. Mm-hmm. We have a pet store. Can you mention it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, from, but because it's doing really well in SEO. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the strategy of, of titling as well. Well, yeah, um, that's not my forte, to be honest. It's mainly okay. mainly me paying attention to the questions. And so um, if I figure that if one client is asking that question, there's going to be a lot more people out there asking that same question. So questions are good, I think. Um, you know, I've read all kinds of things about, you know, actionable words that are really hot and um, doing negative things sometimes works really well. And so... You know, sometimes I try to work that stuff in. It's not my forte. There, I definitely, I, I'll gotcha. go with my gut a lot of times, and that's not necessarily technical good SEO. But I just swear by the fact that if someone is asking that question, then other people are asking that question. And I think that's good enough for me, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't want to think about it too hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, have just, to, I have to run a design business. So <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, that sounds good. Solve those problems. Yeah. One thing that I've, I've discovered with my blogging, and that's great that you have like that funnel for the DIY clients and for the full service clients, that I've noticed that since I've been blogging our before and afters, you mm-hmm. know, here's the space, here's this project we did, here's the before, here's the progress, and look, here's the reveal. Yeah. That those types of posts have gotten us really, really excellent clients wanting right. similar things. So yeah. Since I we've started blogging with that instead of the DIY stuff, our client load from the blogging has actually increased. Do you do a mix of that also? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I try to do that like a couple times a month usually. I do before and after. Sometimes I'll call them project reveal. Um, yes. You know, it just depends on preliminary images and the different aspects of the job. Uh, people always love to see what you can do. And that's always a good, good for your email list. You know, that, those are your, you know, potential clients, former clients. They always want to see what you're doing. So that always goes over well with that group. So, um, and then that kind of gives you a bonus, you know, because that's what's going out right away, maybe in your first, you know, in your email blast. So that'll get a good um, open rate and, you know, good attention the first day. And then you can start pinning that to Pinterest and that's good in Pinterest. 
you know, before and afters and project reveals are always good over there. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, I filter in a lot of that kind of content throughout the mm. month. So right. um, I like it. I like a nice, a nice mix. For yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, there, what, what happens is like when I, when I go on a consult or something and I'll get that question, I think, Oh, that'll make a good blog post. That kind of DIY kind of thing um, can make a great blog post, but I may do only one of those a month or two of those a month. And then I'm going to filter in more project work. And then sometimes I'll do some random thing like a house tour that I've been on or, uh, you know, something that um, a a trade show report, you know. So it's always nice to have kind of a mix of that kind of content because that's a good way to kind of keep a lot of people coming to your blog and a lot of different people coming so that, you know, when you, I think it's a good idea for anyone to sort of develop these sort of um, multiple ways to capture dollars, you know, for designers and on your website, whether it's like bite-sized consultations or um, selling some kind of how-to guide or, you know, uh, affiliate marketing, whatever. I think it's good to kind of always kind of keep that in your back pocket as a as something as a goal. And um, you know, we never know what what's going to happen. I'm, I have a situation now. My I haven't been able to work too much this month because my mother has been has fallen and taken ill in the hospital. I've been up there mm-hmm. with her, and January is a hot time. You know, I've had to turn down quite a few projects actually mm-hmm. to kind of be able to go be with her. So, but I've been able to do. Um, my design and a click consultations. I came home this week. I'm doing a couple of of local consultations. And so that money is still coming in. So, you know, developing that multiple stream of income thing and having, if you, if you've got a big enough audience that that's broad enough, you know, that you've written this content that attracts all these different people, then you can put them into these places and then you don't have, times that are dry, you know. Tell us a little bit about your designed in a click service and what brought that about? What type of blog post ideally funnels to that service? Uh, that is blog posts about backsplashes, <laughs> about about <laughs> how to run your wood floor. That's kind of one of my big ones because apparently that question gets asked a lot on the internet. <laughs> Which direction <laughs> do I run my wood floor? Uh, that's one of my big, big posts. And, that's a good one. Yeah. And Apparently, it's a question a lot of people have. So, um, but I get people that will contact me and say, okay, here's my layout and here is uh, the wood floor I want to use and I don't know what to do. And I mean, a lot of times they'll just ask me on the, on the um, blog post and I try to do my best to answer, but a lot of people will want a lot more in-depth information too so they go for my design and a click and and they want it more personalized you know so um right and anyway. how do you divert them if their answer is too in-depth and you're like well i don't want to do a, you know a whole you know page long answer on the blog post how, what what how do you respond to them to to lead them to your design and a click service and i'm assuming that's just over the internet is through like a zoom meeting or email or no it's through email it's all okay, like okay. done to be um i don't want to do anything face to face that takes sure. so much time just to schedule and stuff like that. So, and you um, have to put on lipstick. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> clean up, <laughs> clean your desk. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, I just yeah. do it all by email, and uh, I do it. I ask them to, you know, wait about a week and let me get back to them, and um, ask them to send me images. I have pretty good format developed of how to limit it a little bit and just mm-hmm. keep it to regular q and I don't want to do like a whole big overall design, but I do want to help people sincerely and provide value and give them uh, good information that they can, you know, find actionable and, and will help where they are stuck. So that's what that is designed to do. And a lot of times on the, occasionally on the, um, you know, on my blog, I mean, sometimes I'll ignore a few comments you know I mean I don't mean to sometimes they just skip past me and I don't see them or sometimes you know I'll comment and I'll just say you know here's a quick answer for this but you know if you want to delve into it more we can do my design in a click here's the link so I love it it's just you know I want to show people attention but uh, you know that's just a place to sort of keep the conversation going and not to get in too specific because I mean I just can't offer 
such in-depth advice there because um, yes, it'll get you in trouble. It'll get you in trouble too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot. It's yeah. too much. Do, you, do any of your design in a click client say, you know what, um, this isn't enough info after this. I really need to hire for my whole house. Do they ever upgrade? Uh, no. I They're, they're, they're different <laughs> okay. clients. They're just different sure. clients. And um, I've actually gone on local consultations and then people have hired me from that. And every time that's kind of happened, it's not been a great situation. So I've okay. kind of decided that if you're calling for a consultation, you're a one-time consult. And I, and I put that these are one-time consultations. I don't want to do multiples. So, um, you know, I've had people that want to do three consultations and do their whole design job in that. And that's, that's not a good use of my time because I'm spending a lot of time with someone who probably won't do half of what I'm telling them, you know, who, who, um, is trying to get out of paying sort of my minimum design fee, but getting input for their whole job. And, you know, I'm trying, I'm happy to be there for the time limit that my consultations are set at, but, and give wholeheartedly and fully in that, but I can't just continue to drop in every time I've done that, uh, continuing ongoing consult consulting, um, it ends up getting sticky and getting in the weeds and, you know, they do half of what you say and then it ends up not looking right and then they're not too happy. And, you know, right. it's kind of better go all in or just kind of hover above and drop a few, you know, some advice where you and can. I, really, I love how you're taking advantage of just every single type of client and you're not turning away really uh, potentially anybody that does. You have multiple streams, sources of income. That's amazing. I think Natalie had a question. I do yeah. because you've been talking about a good use of your time. Yeah. <laughs> That's key. So that is key here. So I have here that it, you may take up to eight hours to write one blog, right? With your own images. Here's it can. My thing. I mean, a lot. I, I do. I do some others that are quickly. Yeah, quickly. That was that was one post that you know. It, those are posts that I'm really putting a lot of love into, and you know, really plan for that to go a long way. You know. Well, that makes a lot of sense. But if you're a baby designer and you're just starting out mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, it could take me eight hours to do this. <laughs> yeah. What's the best advice that you could get so they just don't get overwhelmed and say, you know what, forget this. I'm not doing this. This is crazy. Or motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I would start small, you know. Um, I mean, I really think, um, some personal type information showing how you address a problem is always a good hit. I think having good images, you know, I mean, go to that Linda Holt, you know, class of, you know, how to do your iPhone images because job site pics and, and um, just, I've had one of my posts that's been super popular has the worst images I've ever taken. I mean, <laughs> and, but it, but it solves a problem, you know? So, um, what is it? It's, uh, oh God, let me look at it. It's like, it's about, mm -hmm. um, cabinet, upper cabinets. Hold on just Oh, a I minute. think I remember you sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And it has, it's ugly pictures, you know, construction pictures, before <laughs> pictures. I wasn't done job. So I was just telling the process. So, um, you know, that one. But it's solving a problem. Right. Solving a problem. So, I mean, exactly. that's kind of what people go to the internet for, you know, they, they want their problems solved. They want their pain points hit. And, um, if you can do that quickly and succinctly, then you've got a winner. Okay. So that, that brings me to this question because <laughs> a lot of, in the beginning, you know, designers, when they're baby designers, they actually, truthfully, they don't have a lot of clients. So they do have time. Right. So when they get, when they get busier, especially if you're talking about blogging five days a week, two days a week, three days yeah. a week, that's all a whole hell well, of a lot of time. I don't, and, you know, you're I don't think you need to do that much, really. I okay, mean, especially good. this day but and age. My question, yeah. <laughs> how do you feel I just, yes mm -hmm. or no, or, or yay or nay, about using a ghostwriter for your blog or guest contributors? Oh, I would never do that. Um, okay. Because I think the blog is a place to show your personality. I do think that some people, right. some very successful designers do that. And they certainly, um, you know, I look at like Emily Henderson, for example, she does not write every, every sure. blog post, but she will sit down and write some heavy hitters and they're, they're from okay. her heart. They're personal. They're specific. They're um, also informative. I mean, you know, it's, there's definitely personality in that blog. And, but then I've seen also other people that have a little bit more and well-known designers that are very successful. 
that have more of a corporate sort of type image of, you know, this is obviously our brand that we're putting out there. You know, these are our images that are, you know, look a certain way. Like probably could be written by anyone in the in the firm, not just the owner, you know. It's not told from that that I perspective. But um, I think a blog is, is nice when it's personal. Um, I have a lot of people that come to me and, you know, send me emails all the time. I probably get five a day. Please, can we write a guest post for you? You know, I'm like, and then they don't even send a link, mm-hmm. first of all, which is crazy of anything <laughs> they've ever done or their website or anything. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm gonna let you come and destroy my blog. Go ahead. <laughs> no. And uh, we get those too a lot for guests. And you know, I know a lot of um, experts, marketing experts, do a spouse, you know, doing some of the guest contributing because you can do backlinks. And But I just, I'm not feeling yeah. it for my blog because I want it to be my voice. Maybe if Kelly Wurstler said, hey, can I write a blog <laughs> for you? I'd be like, oh my God, yes, right. please. But I just, I don't, yeah, I don't, I want it all to be my tone, my voice. So I am super protective of my blog. I'm super protective. That is my baby and no one's <laughs> going to touch that thing. <laughs> no, and, and I agree. And we all have such a unique voice that, you know, and you your clients want to hear from you. They want to hear how you write, how you're going to talk. And then when they meet you in person, if you're some, if you're not some corporate schmuck, then they're going to be, what? Yeah. yeah I, I, I just don't think it would be <laughs> as, as quite as effective of a tool. You can get other people to run your other parts of your, or your social, you know, that would be probably be sure. a better a better way to incorporate other people helping you you know like wingnut social exactly like getting <laughs> someone to do your instagram shameless shameless plug right so you know blogging is is just more of a personal thing and again it can be you can embed video in there you know there's so much you can do with a blog it's just an advantage to build this piece of information that you can use later and that, you know, can reference back to, I mean, I've built, the other thing I've done is I've really kind of made my own um, resource library. And right. so whenever I have a client that questions something, you know, I, this is really kind of one of the main things that I, when I started doing, when I wanted to get things off my chest um, was, you know, people would sort of say, well, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Well, I don't know if I want to do that, you know, and they question my ideas and I'd be like, okay, I'll show them, you know? And so I would write a blog post <laughs> and, and I wrote, would write it for specifically for that client probably. And then, <laughs> then I'd show it to them and then they say, oh, well, okay, let's do that then. You know? So then, yeah, <laughs> well, so you know, I've kind of finally built up enough situations like that, that I can call on. And I just send people links, you know, it's just so it sort of further explains the design process or the design uh, influence, whatever that I want to use. So it's a real valuable tool for me just in a work day, you know? Yeah. And you know, you gave me a really good idea because next week we're going to Kipps Bay, Palm Beach, mm, the show house. Nice. I'm going to, I'm going to blog yes. about that because I'm looking for some stuff where I can use my own images and not have to worry about all the folder. Oh, that's yes. going on. Yeah. We did mention Linda Holt. She was on episode 12 earlier in your uh, introduction there. So yeah, we, t- we discussed about, you know, all the image problems and people getting sued for that. And we're not, yeah. home, but we don't want right. to be either. So. It's- so you have, have to be safe. Bef- right. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into the what up wingnut round, I do have one last question for you. Was there ever a time, because you've been doing this for quite a while, we've already said that when you've been writing your blog that you just wanted to quit? <laughs> do you want to throw in the towel? I don't know. I mean, there's been times when I've just been super frustrated with growth or something, but sure. it, 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 it's kind of amazed me that I've stayed interested in it all this time. But I, it's like, it's so funny because I would go, I'll go and have a meeting or something or a job site and, I, and people will be talking. I think that'd make a great blog post. And it, it just excites me, you know, and that, that kind of storytelling and kind of getting into the nitty gritty of design work and all is really um, a fun pastime for me. So I, and I think that's really key. You have to enjoy it. You have to you have to like it. I mean, a lot of the designers out there, they look at writing a blog as drudgery. I know. <laughs> and they don't enjoy it, but it does help if you enjoy it. But still, you have to be, it's going to take work, guys. No right. ghost writing, no guest right. contributors, you know, write your blog, get your Yeah, clients. and I will say, definitely. you know, a, a lot of too, a lot of times people, they go in full throttle and they get into it and then they drop it. So it's so much better to just drop one post a month than it is to drop mm-hmm. 10 posts one month and no posts the next month. 
you know, it's consistency right. is like one of the most key things to remember. And also the other thing I was thinking, so I was looking at trying, looking around at people's blog posts, um, in January. And a lot of them still have blog posts up from December. They didn't have anything that they published yet in January. You know, aim for a blog post. If you're only going to do one a month, aim for it at the first of the month. You know, it just looks fresh. It looks up to date. You know, I love going to websites and seeing that someone posted something that month, you know, that to me says fresh Ah. content. Yay. You know, something new, new pictures, new, whatever, you know, and I want to be the first to pin those and to, you know, share those, whatever. I think it's a, you know, kind of a good goal to aim for is to try to post at the first of the month. Okay, so if you're going to be blogging, I, we just, I just put out a blog post yesterday <laughs> for January. I was just like, well, let me just get it out. But I like that idea. Do it at the beginning of the month. So at least it looks purposeful if you are only doing it once a month. Here's January's post. Knock yeah. yourself out. And I think she might have just gave you a pass for only uh, blogging <laughs> yeah. once a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, once I a month is fine. But the thing is, once a month is fine. We have been just... <laughs> It, it, you know what? And that honestly is about on average where I'm at right now because we've been just so busy. So Carla Aston, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Yes, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Carla, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Um, I would probably be a Japanese maple. I have one and they're so pretty and graceful and they live in the shade and I love uh, they're colorful, and I think they're gorgeous trees. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Oh, pizza. I wouldn't care about fat and all that stuff. I'd go for pizza. <laughs> I love it. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Um, I would probably want to predict the future a little bit. I mean, it's oh, kind of wow. dangerous, but I would kind of like to know if certain things I'd I'm starting on or whatever are going to pan out or not, you know, so I don't waste time. <laughs> sort of a very short uh, future view. <laughs> I don't know. Am I going to win the lottery? I think I already know the answer to that one. <laughs> uh, okay, last but not least, what book that you have read has had the biggest impact on you either professionally or personally? Well, um, one of the first business books that I listened to, I, I, tr- I mostly listen to books on audio, but um, was Good good to Great, and it was written by Jim Collins. This was probably 10 years ago. I read it when I was first uh, starting my blog and working on my business, but um, the, what I liked about it was that he uh, narrated it, and he got so excited in the whole book, and it talks about big companies and um why some do better than others and you know there's been a lot written since that is really has a lot of the same uh, meat um, from what he says so it's kind of interesting I think it's a fun book to listen to because because of the narration and um, it kind of gives you some good ideas to think about I love it so that's good to great by Jim Collins and that is on audiobook yeah Awesome. So Wingnuts, also remember, if you're listening, if you guys go to Audible Trial slash Wingnut Social, you guys can get your free 30-day trial with audible.com and download Good to Great by Jim Collins. There's like no obligation. You can just go and listen to that whole book and in 30 days say see ya, but you probably will stick with it because I, like you, love to listen to audiobooks. Yeah, and I have to, I have to say that that book may I just have the discs, so that's how old it is. Oh, I don't even know if it's on Audible. <laughs> you have the hard drive. Yeah, <laughs> the floppy disk. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm no I'm no spring chicken either. So that's okay. We got to stick together. So, Carla, please tell the wingnuts listening where they can find you and how they can find you on social media as well. Sure, I'm uh, CarlaAston.com. That's my I have two blogs. Uh, the the main blog it says blog, and then Designed for Designers is the other blog, and that it's basically just place where I drop tips and small nuggets of info about what I've learned in the blogging world and in my design business. And then um, you know I'm on Instagram and everywhere else too, Facebook and all that. And that's at Carla Aston. Yeah, everything's Carla Aston. Okay. I also wanted to recommend your design for designers. The the new blog direction that you have that's B2B for designers is excellent. 
Oh, I, thank you. I get a lot from that. So I highly recommend you guys listening to check that out, Design for Designers. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. By and with Carla Aston, you're very, very welcome. It's It really is brilliant. You, you have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge to pass on. We really appreciate you sharing that with us. Well, thank you. No, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Wingnut Social Podcast. You have an amazing day. Thank you, too. Bye, guys. Darla, do you have any nuggets from what we just heard? I have nuggets for sure. But really what I want is for the listeners to have nuggets and not to give up on their blogging because you and I both know that we have gotten clients directly from our blogs, even though I haven't been as prolific You've lately. Slacking, I know. Slacking. Listen. But you got a, you I've had, been busy. You've had a Carla Aston pass. You did get a pass. Just one. But she said she got all her clients from blogging. That's pretty amazing. She did. So even if you're only blogging one time a month, right? Do Like it. Darla. Like Darla right now. I know I'm so ashamed. I know I need to pick up the pace, but I'm crazy busy. You know, I run two businesses and wear a lot of hats. So so maybe you could learn from this podcast. And I don't want to hire a ghostwriter. No. And I don't want to hire I do guest bloggers. So I need to time block better is what I need to do. But anyway, I digress. But you also need to learn... As a number one blog blog point for once a month is to please post on the first of the month. That was a cool so idea. It looks like you have fresh content and you're not a slacker. <laughs> well, you know, I, mean, I am going to do a Kips Bay blog post. That's a good idea because save can... that for February because then you will have to do another one. <laughs> we have so many pending projects. Though. I think we I'm going to have... have an avalanche of posts here coming. Yes, up. Yes, we do. But let's. But what tell else do we have nuts. coming up? Yes. that's what I was just getting there. You're cutting me off, Darla. Let's tell the wingness about what we have going on at High Point. Ah, right. Well, you guys already know about Luann Live, yes. right? LuannLive.com. That's going to be March 30th through April 1st, where we are going to be in Short Hills, New Jersey at the Hilton <laughs> for Luann Live. Darla never remembers this. She has to write it down so she can remember. I always, I always think short ribs. Short ribs. And then that's I, McDonald's. And then I get hungry. Oh, they have Exactly. That. I love that sandwich. That's why you think short ribs. <laughs> so let's talk about High Point, Darla. But Back wait, for Luann Live, they go to luannlive.com, L-U-A-N-N-L-I-V-E.com and get all the info. And it's going to be a two and a half day interior design extravaganza you're going to learn so much your head's going to explode May- yes maybe literally okay and okay. now high point Do- april april 7th Ap- sunday between two and three we will be at shonda rugs hosted also with my doma with nicole heimer of curo electro and we are going to speak oh i'm not but darla and nicole are going to talk about how to get real clients from your social media post yeah how to get those people coming through your door and throwing money at you to design their space which i like to say so that's going to be again shonda ruggs is hosting so graciously thank you so much and my doma studios is also sponsoring this so nicole heimer and i are totes excited about this we are both going to be putting our heads together and telling you guys how to actually get some of the successes that we've experienced and getting clients walking through your door and throwing money at you so guys if you like what you hear please hit up that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to your podcast on there if you like it enough to tell your friends go ahead tell them and what the hell tell your enemies also if you have any burning social media questions, shoot us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com. Be sure to follow us on all our social channels at wingnutsocial. And if you like to pick up the phone and actually hear a live human being, then give us a call at 1-877-WINGNUT and tell us, I'm just way too busy and successful. I want you to do our social media for us and then just hang up the phone. We'll just do it. <laughs> doesn't work like that or something darla. like that why you're so dramatic that's not how it works no there's more to it than that yes darla. all right well then i guess you'll have to talk to our social media director shanna heinrichy and then she'll take you through our little detailed steps darn i know it's hard work darla <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening so long see ya You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. As seen in Architectural Digest. Digest, digest. And my Duma. My, my Duma. Duma. <laughs>